Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. This is The Greatest Journey, and my name is Austin Hammers. Today, we're going to go through John chapter 1. Just give you guys an update. I know that, like, my posting times are just ridiculous. It, it's unpredictable, and I'm kind of all over the road when it comes to when I post these, and I'm working on that. I've spent a lot of time, especially with this whole pandemic going on and everything uh, everything happening. It's uh, I've been praying for all of you, so I've just been praying for everybody as a whole, our people, America, the world. Um, it's been crazy. So anyway, with, with the free time though, I've been taking advantage of it and, uh, learning how to do this better, how to better, uh, study the Bible, how to better put it together for a sermon. Um, I've been talking to some pastors and some guys with ministry experience for many moons and just getting advice and soaking it up and really just enjoying this time of learning. So with all that being said, I think I am, uh, at a point now where, I'm ready to do this and confidently. So anyway, we're going to do John chapter one. We're going to try and go through the whole book of John together. Um, I'm going to chapter by chapter, tear this down and break points. Um, another thing I want to start doing is, is it's really hard to teach everything like some, like especially John chapter one. And I mean, really any chapter in the Bible, there's, there's a ton of different things we can talk about. I mean, it's, it's endless. So and then not getting stuck on a certain topic or not covering too many topics. And it's so anyway, what I'm going to do is um, as I'm studying these chapters and I'm putting notes together, I'm going to go ahead and throw all those notes on a uh, Google Drive download. So you guys will be able to click on a link in the description. That's what I'm going for here. And um, it'll take you to my Google Drive folder and you'll be able to download the notes. I've got some cool pictures in there and like... Uh, Different notes, Bible references. Uh, here on the podcast, we my, my goal is to cover three things. I want to be on here, cover three things, and keep moving. So, but of course, you know, the notes are crazy, so it's fun. But um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I hope everyone's doing okay. Again, been praying for all of you. Um, if, if there's anything I could pray for you on specifically, please uh, feel free to email me. Uh, my email's in the description. You can email me here through the podcast channel. You can message me on Anchor. You can um, you can support. You can do whatever you want. So it's uh, but anyway, yeah. So that's where we're at, guys. And um, let's go ahead and we'll dig into this. All right. So we're gonna pray before we get started. Father, thank you for today, and thank you for the opportunity for us to get together and to study your word, Lord. It's this these times we're in are troubling and difficult and. I ask that this is a message that can bring some confidence in you and help us understand that ultimately, no matter what's happening, you're in control. Father, there's a lot of need out there right now, and I know that you're providing for it and you're overseeing it. And Lord, I ask you just bring us comfort and boldness. And it is in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right, John chapter 1. If you guys would, please open. Uh, go ahead and open up your Bibles. Um, if you don't have a Bible that you're reading from and you're just listening to this, that's fine, but... I encourage you to, no matter what you hear or someone tells you about the Bible, to go back and read it yourself and pray on it. Anything that sticks out to you when we're doing this could be a word from the Lord, but don't automatically assume it is one. Take the time to pray on it, meditate, and give God uh, the attention He deserves. So, we're going to go ahead and read this. Um, I've got, so I'm going to be putting a video on YouTube where you'll be able to see the text I'm reading and uh, some spots where I've got like highlighted and as I'm going over this and teaching it I'll also have notes and stuff that I pop up as I'm going so for those of you who are more of a visual kind of learner you can check out the YouTube side of things and then um, as always there's also good at well 
not as always, but now there is uh, an option with notes where I'm going to put a uh, Google Doc link and you'll be able to click it and download the notes. You can print them off and uh, they'll be tangible to you. So uh, that way you can go through this and you'll be able to go deeper than what we cover in the podcast as well as uh, everything else. So, all right. Anyway, but yeah, so exciting. So here we go. We're going to read John chapter one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made and him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me and ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews set set priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, this is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness to this, and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, we are, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying and stayed with him that, that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus 
was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said, said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. John chapter 1. Oh, man, there's just oh, so much, so much to unpack in here and we can't cover it all but so um in a fresh way we're going to try and talk about three different things we've got who is jesus according to john who is john the baptist and why is he important and then what is the significance of jesus's reference to nathaniel's character and just nathaniel in general we're gonna cover these three things briefly take a couple points on all of them and and i hope you enjoy so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get into this um we have a total of 13 points. Jesus pre-existed is point, point one. Point two, Jesus has union with God. Three, life came through Jesus. Four, the coming of light through Jesus. Five, the conflict between light and darkness. Six, believing in Jesus. Seven, the rejection of Jesus. Eight, divine regeneration. Nine, the glory of Jesus. Ten, the grace and truth of God in Jesus. Eleven, the law and Jesus. Twelve, only Jesus has seen God. Thirteen, Jesus is revelation of the Father. So I want to focus on points three and five. And uh, to do that, we're going to go ahead and just, we're going to read um, from chap in chapter one, obviously, but from verses one to, uh, where are we at here? Uh, from one to nine. So, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. In other words, Jesus and God being together, the union is one, and the Word was God, and they're, they're the same being. So, three parts, one per, uh, three persons, one God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So, life, light, you know, there's some wordplay there and it, it, John's really he's uh he's very emotional and poetic in the way he writes and his writing is very beautiful and so it, sometimes there's some wordplay there because of the English in, English language but um in him was life and the life was the light of men so Jesus is life as well as light and if you think about it I mean flowers can't grow unless the sun's hitting them uh, we need we need light for anything, and just just like uh, us, we can consider us ourselves flowers, and that the light of Jesus is what helps us grow. And uh, you know, la later on, we come across in verse twelve, he gave the right to become children of God, and I and I think that that really speaks on such a higher level than just the sense of you know you're saved and that's it. No, it's a process. It's um, 
takes time, you know, to become. And Jesus is that light for us. He is that example. And, and he sends the Holy Spirit to work with us so that way we can become better. We can grow into this process of Christianity and, and what it is to live that lifestyle. Because to be a Christian is so much more than to go to church or to tithe or to say you believe. Like there's just this life change. There's this beautiful experience you get to go through as you you grow and learn to love Jesus. I mean, he doesn't expect you to come right off rip and be perfect. I mean, even even in here, we can go through here. There is a, uh, there's a point I want to show you. Ah, da, da, da. It's where the prop, when, when they're running, the apostles are looking for uh, Nathaniel. We're going to go ahead and skip ahead a little bit here. Uh, uh, da, da, da. A little further, we're going to verse, verse, um, here we go, verse 45, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So for those of you who know a little bit more about the Bible, obviously Jesus is not the son of Joseph, he's he, uh, Joseph, he's the son of God. So the and I really the the importance of that right there is just beautiful because again you know like I was saying to become children of God even the apostles when Jesus first found them they had so much to learn so much to learn to the point where they were they even said that he's the son of Joseph and um well, there is no way so they, there's a lack of knowledge or a lack of faith or either way there's a there's a lack of something there which is well, I want to drive this point to you. And then verse 9, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. I mean, that's true then as it is now. We're at the time of between the times. And you know, I don't think as society we're going to get better. I don't think people get better. I think we're getting worse. And I mean, you know, of course, that's arguable. But I mean, in the sense of distraction, technology, there's just so much more we have now than they did in this time that it's scary. I mean, you think about how simple life was back then. It was hardworking, but it was much simpler, less distraction, less chaos. And it's just, um, so it still pertains to today. And Jesus is everything. So, And, and John Piper, he uh, has a quote, which is really beautiful. And it, it's interesting because, so like when we're talking about, when we're talking about John here, John the Baptist, right? So we'll go over that in a minute. But he he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. So John Piper has a quote on that. Witnessing about light is a is a strange task. If your aim is for people to see the light and believe in the light, light illuminates by itself. When you want one to see when you want someone to see a light, you don't witness about the light, but you hold up the light. And so it's like, hmm, that's pretty good because you know I'm not gonna tell you that my flashlight works. I'm gonna pull it out and use it because hopefully we're talking about because we need it so it's the same thing with jesus it's a uh, jesus isn't asking you to go out and you know bible bash people and everything else he's asking you to be a believer to be an example to live by the rules and live by the laws that are set before us through the bible and to make it part of our life so that way when people look at us they don't just see a uh a religion or the church or you know so on and so forth they see jesus and the best way to do that is to be the light. And Jesus will make you that light. And it's, uh, I mean, he has for me. I know he has for me. 
Man, I, can, I can tell stories all day about how much I did not live a life for Christ or understand what it was to love like Christ for a long time. And I've done many dumb things. And I can tell you this, though, that it, it, through the, the hardest times of my life, all those moments where I would say, you know, this is God's fault or blame God or just not even believe in God or care, it's now through that process that I can look back and I can see where Jesus was in it. I can see where I had opportunity to trust in God and where God could have done so much more uh, for me in that time if I would have just let him. I wasn't teachable, and I definitely was not trying to trust in the light of Christ. So, you know, it's, it's a process. If, if, uh, if God's going to teach me something and educate me, I know for a fact he'll teach all of you. And so I, I love that point. It's just... Yes, the light, and he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. And anyway, so, and I'm sure that you know, again, there's so much we could talk about here, and it's just so hard because so much. But um, anyway, we'll move on here. And so the conflict between uh, light and darkness, I want to talk about that too, and that's verse five. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So, I mean, that's that's so crucial right there. It's um. So let, let's go over this. So, with light shining in the darkness, right? So, like, let's say you're in a room, and there's no lights on, and then you flick on a candle, or you light a candle, I should say. Sorry. So, or you light, or you flick your lighter. But anyway, so you you light a candle. The whole room is kind of illuminated. You know, it's visible. You can see what's going on. It's not necessarily like a extremely bright light, obviously, but there's enough going on. So, so, and Jesus is saying that that's him in the world. That the light shines in the darkness because the world is a, it is. It's a dark place. It's unfortunately sin is here, and so for that we have suffering and we have all these different things that we um are gonna go through. And you know, I gotta remember to silence my phone. For example, distractions, right? So, um, let me do that real quick. All right, perfect. <clears throat> so anyway, back to that. Um, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So just in the same way where when you light a candle and it's going to be lit, and as long as it stays lit, it, there's light, and you can see it's not perfect, but it's a dim light or whatever. I, I really, that's something I picture with this. Um, Jesus cannot be overcome by the darkness he is greater than the enemy he is greater than your greatest problems god will discipline his children and he is always there for us but it again is our choice and then when we're in a dark environment we're in a dark situation like even now this whole the whole coronavirus it's it's sad you know and then the other night there was a tornado here in my hometown and a whole bunch of people are out of power out of food out of homes i mean it's, it's crazy and the, these last couple weeks it's just been it's been insane so anyway it, how, how do you how is god in that you know where where's god well first of all he's he's everywhere um and it's our choice to be the example it's our it's our choice to be that candle and emit that light in a dark area and, and in a dark situation and so it's it's like for me i i can't really there's nothing I can really do to help a bunch of people right now, right? The church is doing a good job. All the churches are getting together and they're doing their thing, and and I can't really, I can't really do anything, right? So, what do I? How do I do it? Well, I, I 
I just t- I hold myself responsible right here for my neighbors. You know, I talk I talk to the people next door and I make sure they're okay. If I'm going to go to the grocery store, I'm going to go ahead and ask them if they need anything. So far, they haven't let me get them nothing. But then I've got another neighbor who I've been keeping in touch with, right? And then this gentleman, come to find out he's an atheist, we've been able to talk. And he grew up in church, grew up around church. So now he's, he's reopened to the idea of Christianity and the what it means and what it is to be a Christian. So we've had some beautiful conversation. I have another neighbor fighting for sobriety and he's, you know, I'm proud of him. He's doing such a good job. He's reading his Bible. He loves the book of Job. And it's just so humbling and beautiful to talk to someone like that. And now he wants to get baptized. So unfortunately we've had some rough weather and it's been cold, but we're, um, we're, and we're not supposed to be at the lakes, but we're about to figure this out and we're going to go get baptized. We're going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to dip them for Jesus and this, it's going to be beautiful and I'm excited. So there's, you know, it's, and there you go right there that, you know, that has it just to, not that I'm, you know, special or anything like that. It's just even simple things like that go such a long way. And that's how, that's how God works. That's where God wants to be. And uh, wherever there are two or more, you know, and anyway, so those are the two points I really wanted to cover when, uh, with uh, who's Jesus according to John and, um, Another fun fact here with this book is when you when you see the name John in here, he is referring to John the witness, uh, John the Baptist. We know that because in the other gospels, the the uh, the apostles make sure to go in and give him his title and explain everything. Whereas with the book of John, he doesn't give himself any accreditation for writing the book. He doesn't give John the Baptist any accreditation for being anything special. He provides a lot of translation. I mean, John wants you to make like his number one goal and his only point in this is that you know Jesus is God and Jesus is the author. And that anything that this book has to do with anything, it's to give glory to God. So it's um it's beautiful. Jesus is number one. This guy. Just interrupt. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to leave that in there. That's funny. That's Mikey. He's the one here in the background. He's playing Fortnite. He's really good, and he's been winning a lot of games, so he's excited. He's uh, he's kicking butt. He's doing his thing. So we're going to talk about John the Baptist. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in Scripture. Uh, the book of Luke has some really cool things. Uh, Luke was a doctor, so he always found fascination in the miracles of things that weren't explained medically in that time and so jesus talks about our jesus so luke talks about a a, a time where jesus and john met and it was while mary and his mother um his mother were were uh were together and john's mom she wasn't really feeling the baby you know and so jesus comes in the room and bam that kid starts jumping around and anyway it's a cool uh very cool story uh, you can find that in Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 80. Um, John gives himself, like, no credit for anything in here, and, and I love it. Like, he, um, John, it's just his, how humble he is. Like, so he, this man is out there, and he's doing his thing. He's baptizing with water, and the Pharisees come. So the Pharisees come, and this is a big problem. Um, the Pharisees are who killed Jesus. They're the ones who hold the law. They, they make all the decisions on God's behalf, quote unquote. And um, they're just they're kind of like they're they're just uh, rotten people, really. They're 
they uh, they run around and say that they're special and that you know it's that they uh, they can talk directly to God for you and if they don't say it's okay then it's not okay and the difference though is that they'll have you killed for it so um, it's a kind of an intimidating moment here that we're reading about when when the uh, Pharisees come out and start talking to John so right here uh, verse uh, 26 John answered them I baptize with water but among you stands one you do not know even he who comes after me this strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie verse 28 these things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing so so right here is is where John's answering them after they've asked him if he's the prophet if he's this so he is he is a prophet um, he is a prophet so he and uh, when they refer to Elijah, that's where John really does line up in um, in uh, scripture with prophecy. You find that you can find that in Isaiah chapter forty, uh, verse three. So forty, verse three. That's where you can. I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. So this is uh, it's crucial because someone had to be. Uh, for lack of a better word, Jew enough. You know, they, they had to be a educated, a actual rabbi. So someone with the entitlement, um, the authority, and the trust amongst the Jewish community to be able to say that this is the Christ, this is the Messiah. And the, the problem that the Jewish people were having was that you had your Pharisees and all these prophets and everything else that's going on where they really thought that when God came into the world as the Messiah, he was coming as a lion. That he was going to come and just control everything and be a king of Israel. And Israel was just going to flourish and all these beautiful, great things were going to happen. It was just going to be a time of growth and perfection here on earth. And um, when Jesus came, it wasn't like that. He came humbly. He still came as a lion. He's still God. He's still perfect and you know, and defeated the grave and everything about him was great. But he came with humility. He came as the suffering servant and died for us and he, he you know and he paid a he paid a price so that way we could become children of god and we and gave us the right even um back to verse 12 in john chapter one so it's it's um it's a it's beautiful so so anyway john knows this and he's he does jesus's baptism the spirit descends and stays with christ and God made it clear that that was the sign we're we're looking for. So John uh, is talking to Pharisees. Jesus hasn't come yet, but he says, "I baptize with water, and, and but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I'm not worthy to untie." And it's um, that's his way of saying, you know, the the Christ is coming. I I prepare a way so that there can be a way, and. Um, Later on, he, he uh, witnesses to Christ again. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. And um, and he's he's saying this, in front of his disciples as Jesus is walking past. So the disciples hear this and they see how serious John is and how much he believes in Christ. So 
by him witnessing and speaking on the behalf of Christ, they follow Christ. And so as they're following Christ, Jesus looks back and, you know, what, what are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? He says to them, come and you will see. And it's, um, so you have a witness who bears, bears witness and it allows two other to hear the call of God. And so they follow him. And then as they're following him, they're invited to continue with him. They stay with him for the rest of the day. And then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, who you, you later read is one of the two, uh, he, he went and found his own brother, Simon, who we end up learning to be Cephas, which means Peter. So, so Andrew goes and gets Peter, and Peter is later on the apostle in which the church was built on. He's the, he's the rock, right? So, so um, an important figure. And um, it's just so cool. And, and as he's walking up to him, as he's walking up to Jesus, where you get another, you know, Andrew who was the witness of a witness, bears witness, and brings us another witness, Peter. You know, I'm hoping you guys pick up on this uh, this trend throughout this chapter. So then the next day, Jesus goes to Galilee, and he finds Philip, and says, Philip, follow me. So Philip was from Bethesda. Uh, he's it's the same city as Andrew and Peter. He finds Nathaniel, and this is this is where stuff gets really cool here. So, so when we find Nathaniel, okay, Nathaniel's under a fig tree, right? We we learn this later, and it's um it was common back in this day where Jews who were studying the law to become rabbis and members of the temple and a working body of the temple, you know, they they would have to study a lot. They that's a whole another episode and talk about the traditions of the Hebrew culture and oh anyway, that stuff's crazy. So they anyway, so it's it's said it's believed here that Nathaniel is not only studying the word of God and familiar with the word of God being the law of Moses and the uh, the Old Testament really but also that he's a little older so you know we've got these younger gentlemen the other apostles and they're uh, they're young and they still have a lot to learn and then we have Nathaniel the older brother and he's unknown, really. Like, nobody really knows what goes on with Nathaniel. He comes up a couple times later, but we don't know anything about him. He's he's the unknown apostle. So, for me, that means so much because, like, I um, I just relate to that. I don't really, like, it's hard for me to do these podcasts. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of putting my voice out there or trying to be someone popular with this. But um, Nathaniel, I really think he was, like, a, a leader amongst the apostles that... A little older he already had some some knowledge and so when um when when uh when philip found nathaniel he says to him we found we have found him of whom moses in the law and also the prophets wrote jesus of nazareth the son of joseph we talked about that son of joseph point where it shows that the apostles don't really have uh jesus you know jesus's disciples they don't really have a, a full understanding of who jesus is yet but there's something about him right and so nathaniel says to him can anything good come out of nazareth nazareth is like the um i want you to think of the ghetto in your town that's nazareth right so philip says to him come and see and it's like he doesn't so philip philip knows that his brother nathaniel is a little smarter than he is knows a little bit more so he challenges him you know, straight up, we found the Messiah, right? We found the Christ. And so Philip's like, really? 
you know, Nazareth, anything, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip responds, come and see a direct challenge. So he came, he bore witness, and he called him back to Christ, right? So and we see this example now. This is the fourth time where someone bears witness, and then the witness is presented to Christ or delivered to Christ, and then they bring more and more. And it's, so it's, you get what I'm saying, I think. But it's our responsibility to share the word and be that light. So once Jesus, the, you know, the Holy Spirit and God is within us, it's our responsibility to be that light and to bring people to it. We want people to come to Christ and understand Christ. So it's, um, anyway, I love it, beautiful. So Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. So this is huge. Again, you know, this is a man who is studying the law. He was found under the fig tree, which you're about to see. You know what? Let's just go ahead and read this. Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending, descending on the Son of Man. So, right here, we behold an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. So in this time, Pharisees and everything obviously rampant. So it's it's very common for someone to be trying to become a rabbi and their intention isn't for God. Their heart's not in it for God. It's in it for themselves, their own selfish gain. That's why they're the Pharisees, right? So, but yet Jesus speaks of Nathaniel and says that it's indeed an Israelite with no deceit. And in other words, his heart is pure. You know, so Jesus is God, a supernatural being. He doesn't just see us for us. He sees us. He sees our heart. He knows exactly where we're at, how we are, our mindset. I mean, knows everything about us. And so Jesus looks at Nathaniel and says that this is a, a good man. You know, he's a, he's he's a good man. So that lets us know that Nathaniel's someone who's trustworthy. His character is above reproach. He's a good man. He's 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 actually living by the word of God, not just studying it. And um. And the, the way he catches his attention is telling him that he saw him under the fig tree. So if you read Prack, you know, there's no mention of the fig tree until now. And you see that Nathaniel's response to this is like complete and utter shock and amazement. You know, after this, he gives glory to Christ. You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. So I, I think that what this means is that Nathaniel was pretty private. You know, I don't. he wasn't public about his study. He wasn't public about... What he's doing, he um, stayed to himself, he loved the law, and he meditated on it regularly. And that this act of being under the fig tree was was him praying and meditating on God's word, which was common for these times on how things were done. And um, But yet Jesus saw him, and I mean, Jesus knew nothing about him until this point. And calls out his character and says he's great. And then, I mean, the response from Nathaniel is just more proof in the pudding. And then the, you will see greater things than these. Um, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. It's just, it's this, uh, whew, it's so cool. Uh, it's just a, uh, a beautiful description of what's to come. Um, let's see here. And uh, I, with the 
that word deceit when we break it down and we double check things and we go to the Greek and Hebrew it 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 uh it does mean deceit it it means deceit so uh I would agree that it is safe to say here that Nathaniel is a leader amongst the apostles uh he's the oldest and most educated out of the group which is pretty cool um and yeah man that, that's it's really it's so hard to stop it's but anyway Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I hope that in some way this helps you and that uh, we can continue on. Obviously, I'm doing a lot of new things here with recording, and and uh, so it's harder to focus. But I'm I'm picking it up, and bear with me. You know, a few episodes we get like episode ten in, and I hope to have this packed and good to go and used to doing it. So I appreciate all you for listening. And uh, if there's anything that I can pray for you on specifically, please email me. Um, I want to make sure all my credentials, everything, are going to be in the description. I've already told you guys, but it's all going to be in the description. And I really want this to become a discipleship thing. I don't want to just read the Bible once a week and teach on it. I, I want to get to know you guys. I want you guys to get to know me. And um, for those of you out there who have questions and want help to grow in Christ and want to understand things or read more scripture or whatever you know get in touch get in touch even if it's just how i can pray for you email me um anything so please just want to get to know you guys and i want to teach i want to teach people to love the lord and to trust the lord and uh so in any way that y'all want to help me with that you know send this to friends send friends to me uh whatever but love all of you praying for all of you and this time will pass and until next time this is The Greatest Journey.